back with this morning's off-season and a very good morning to all our listeners throughout regional Queensland on the Resonate Broadcast Network. Uh, Andrew, what's here with you this morning? Nick, uh, sports media. I think we, we class ourselves as you know platinum out here in the West, don't we? <laughs> <laughs> oh, look, a lot of people, I think, like to fancy themselves as commentators on their various uh, sports. And uh, some of us are lucky enough to get to talk about it some, at some point anyway. And we, we've got a genuine A-grader with us That's today. Right. Very well known uh, in the sports media. Erin Mullen, good morning. Good morning. Platinum, eh? Don't <laughs> proclaim platinum. Well, that'll do me. <laughs> Thanks for having me, boys. We don't like to oversell it. <laughs> oh, if only you both had a bit of confidence. You know, yeah. <laughs> now, Erin, you've spent years in, in the media. What, what struck your love for it? And of course, I mean, you must have a, have a love for footy as well. Yeah, absolutely. I was just thinking, actually, I started at Channel 9 in November 2010, so I'm coming up to 10 years, which makes me feel very, very old. And (laughs) prior to that, I worked for Win TV, and before that, a little community pay TV station in Canberra. So it's um, it's quite depressing, actually, to think about how long I've been doing this for now. But look, uh, from a very young age, always loved media, loved telling stories. Uh, We lived in Jakarta. Dad was in the army for many years and he was an attache at the embassy in Indonesia. And when I was eight or nine years old, I used to make news clip videos for granny and grandpa back home and, you know, update them on awards we'd won at school and what we were doing. And I'd make my little brother do weather, which he hated, and my (laughs) my sister did entertainment. And we'd send these videos back pretending to be newsreaders. And yeah, from a really young age, absolutely loved it and and loved sport. Always had done gymnastics and netball and lots of other things. I actually grew up more with AFL than NRL, and it was only when I was kind of early, late teens, early 20s, that I really started to focus more on rugby league. I got a job at a community station that covered the local John Ident Cup, rugby union and and rugby league in Canberra, and started to kind of fall in love with that sport more so than than AFL. And so, yeah, it was a love born a little bit late. I certainly wasn't thrust upon me by my parents, but (laughs) I think it's just as special if you learn to love it later in life. And now it's something I get to do for a living, so very lucky. Now, you've been following, obviously, the rugby league. Have you ever seen a season so divided between the top eight and the bottom eight? I think it's quite extraordinary. It is. It's incredible, isn't it? And, you know, we've had some of the closest matches. I remember for three or four weeks there on Friday Night Footy, it felt it was almost embarrassing. We were saying, match it around so far. There were these incredible tight thrillers right to the end, these great contests. And then you'd look at maybe three or four of the other matches and they'd be 50 to nil absolute thrashing. So Mm. it's interesting. I don't think I've ever seen it, certainly not in my career. And and people like Peter Sterling have made similar comments during our coverage that they've never seen such a divide between the top teams and the bottom teams. And it's quite bizarre, isn't it, in terms of what you attribute it to? The salary cap is meant to make it fairly even across the board. But it's just been bizarre. But I tell you what, some of the best footy I've seen has been this season. Some of the contests have been incredible when you do get two teams that are fairly similar, you know, skill levels and and talent bases. The the contest and the the competition's just been intriguing. Then you've got, you know, stories like the Brisbane uh, Brisbane Lions. There you go, there's my (laughs) AFL side. Brisbane Broncos and some of those score lines. And you just think, oh, Lord, it's, you know, it's bizarre. Yeah, I'll get back to the Broncos shortly, but you, you mentioned um, speed of the game and the six again rule's been fantastic, mm. I think. And I go back to last week's game where South played Melbourne and the quality and the speed in poor conditions. There is some really good footy being played this year, that's for sure. Oh, absolutely. I think Peter Volandis has come in and made some great improvements. And look, nothing's per- perfect. I think the, the one ref is fantastic as well. 
And I think, you know, they're starting to, to call what they see a little bit more in yep. previous seasons. It, it's just been been almost unwatchable at times when it comes to the interference from refs and, the, you know, the different interpretation of different rules and that kind of thing. So I think the brand of footy that's being played, the six again, has certainly helped. You know, we're seeing plenty less of the wrestle, which has been fantastic. Poor Cameron Smith, mind you, of course, he's adapted. He always, he always does. But I agree with you entirely that, that South Melbourne was just fantastic. And some of the contests we've seen, it's free-flowing, it's fast, it's, it's just great. It is the best product, in my opinion, on television and on radio in the world. And it, it's just been wonderful to watch. And I think, you know, some teams have clearly adapted better than others. And I think, you know, maybe next year, after a year of a little bit of trial and error with it, we'll see a more even competition. Yeah, teams, you know, fans of, uh, say, the Broncos or Canterbury, uh, they're looking for quick fixes, miracle solutions. Do you have any? <laughs> if I did, I'd be coaching. <laughs> it's quite fruitful, isn't it, mind you? You couldn't pay me enough to be a coach. I, I get smashed enough, and I'm just bloody on TV introducing the game. <laughs> I, don't want any, I don't want anything to do with coaching. But, look, I, I don't think there's any quick fix in any of this. It's interesting, though, because having said that, you look at that Broncos team on paper and you, and you look at the kind of predictions, i.e. Andrew Johns made at the start of the year that they'd be top four, you kind of think maybe there is a quick fix when it comes to Brisbane because they do have immense talent. On paper, they're a very good team. Mm. Obviously, something off paper and off the mm. field wasn't going right there. They've got a new coach now and we'll wait and see who takes that over <laughs> into the future permanently. But, yeah, uh, there's no such thing as a quick fix. But I think when it comes to Brisbane, I mean, the Bulldogs is another story. The Bulldogs certainly need to recruit really well and they're starting to try and do that. Trent Barrett, obviously, is, is a bit of a draw card and they will take a few years, but I, I don't think it will take a long time for Brisbane because mm. they're such a big club. They're well set up. They've got great experience when it comes to, you know, in the administration side of it. I know that Paul, their CEO, is going. But I think on, you know, the talent they've got, they've obviously lost a couple of them, but the talent they've got is very good. They just need someone to help make them click. So I don't think it will be too long for Brisbane fans. We talk about talent and a side next year that's going to be brimming with talent is the Gold Coast uh-huh. Titans. Now, they've played some very attractive, carefree footy this year when it hasn't really mattered. It's going to be a different story, though, next year because I think there's going to be high expectations on the Titans. Absolutely. And if I hear one more of my co-commentators on Channel 9 say, I just love watching the Titans play, they all say it constantly on <laughs> Continuous Call Team, Daryl Broman, Piggy Riddell, Peter Sterling, they all say constantly how much they love watching the Titans play. And, and I agree with them. I just think Justin Holbrook is such a brilliant acquisition for that club. And look at the mm. calibre of players that he's attracted, attracted to go to the club next year. They will be a real force. It'll be different for them. You watch now. As, as you said, you made a great point. They're playing some great footy when it doesn't really matter. Mm. Next year, there's going to be a whole heap of pressure on them, and that's a club in the past that has buckled under pressure, that hasn't done particularly well when people have expected them to do well. So that'll be a real test. But I think Holbrook's the right person, and the club clearly thinks so, because they signed him on a fairly long-term deal just a couple of weeks ago. But I think they'll be... Uh, I hope that this is the start. We had him on radio a little while ago, and I said to him, you know... What needs to change on the Gold Coast? There's been times where you've had good rosters and it hasn't worked and blah, blah, blah. And he said, what we need to get the mentality of is we're not there because it's a good location. We're there to play good footy. Mm-hmm. And the good location, the lifestyle comes after that. And it's, it's quite simple. But I thought about it for a while after and he's exactly right. You know, you, you can use it to appeal to people to come up to the Gold Coast, the Glamour Strip, the whole shebang. But you've actually got to get them to want to come and play at a good football club first. And then anything else on top of that is a bonus and look I think he's the right person for the job but it'll be really interesting interesting to see how they go with a very good roster 
and with a fair bit more pressure heaped on them. We're chatting to Aaron Mullen and you're on the off-season. Aaron, let's cut to the chase. I could sit here and talk footy with you all day, <laughs> but we're here to talk about your new innovation, Baby Singlets by Aaron. You're a liar. You just, you're just letting me talk about that so that I'd come on. Actually, listen. I want you to sell it to me because I've just had a newborn. Have you really? Yes. How old is Bubba? Uh, three weeks uh, last Thursday. Oh, bless. Okay, well, make sure you send me your address because I'm actually going to send you a couple of singlets. Oh, riffer. Um, yeah, and then you let me know how you like them. But look, it, it's such a simple concept. It, it's essentially born out of our own experience. With I've got a now two-year-old, Eliza. And when she was born, we hated putting singlets over her head. And from, from the day that she was born, it was just torture. And she would be so settled. The second we'd try to lift her head, bend her arms back, like you're dislocating them, she would just <laughs> lose it. And I looked online for singlets that just opened up, like a zipper, Velcro yeah. buttons, anything. And they just didn't exist. So I reached out to a whole heap of other parents and they all had the exact same frustration. They all said it's like trying to dress a drunk octopus or, you know, I get two sizes. And believe you me, I don't know about the octopus, but I know what it's like when someone's drunk. It's quite kind of cute. <laughs> when I am as well, I get it. But look, you know, people said they got sizes too big and would go up the legs, but then they'd sacrifice that tight fit. Other people said, oh, my husband won't even put them on because he feels like he's dislocating the arms. So I, I designed my own and got the patent for them and, we launched about a month ago now, and it's just been incredible. The feedback's been amazing. They've been described as genius, game changer, <laughs> not just by me, by the way. <laughs> and they honestly, without being stupid, they're game changers. They just make life. Instead of having to you know, lift your baby's neck and try and support the neck, put the single on, bend the arms back, all you do is light flat and wrap it onto bubble and put the buttons. There's only three or four buttons on the front, depending on the size. It's so easy and the feedback we've had is amazing there's premie babies who are attached to tubes and oxygen and feeding cords and that kind of thing and it means that they don't have to take the cords out to put a singlet on and it's yep. just yeah the, the response has been amazing and it's been i've made a lot of mistakes but i've had a lot of fun with it as well <laughs> that is fantastic i see they're made out of bamboo which is also very environmentally friendly and yes well, that, well, which has can... not always been my focus yeah. to be honest i'm certainly <laughs> not really a greenie in any way but <laughs> Um, the, the bamboo is a beautiful soft mm. fabric. They're 100% cotton, breathable. Um, I'm working with a midwife, actually, who helped deliver Eliza. So oh, wow. she um, she sees parents struggle with this all the time, and so she's kind of helping me do it, and she's been absolutely amazing. So, you know, our priority is that they're safe and that they're, you know, they make life a little bit easier for parents. And, you know, the feedback has just been incredible. So very, very lucky. And without giving too much away, I myself am wearing bamboo underwear as we speak. It's very comfortable. <laughs> Jesus. That is way too much information. <laughs> Sunday morning, Nick. People having their breakfast. Oh, I just spewed in my mouth. Erin, <laughs> how do people find baby singlets by Erin? So you can basically just go to buyerin, B-Y-E-R-I-N.com.au or to... So if you just go there, you can click and it'll take you to a link to the website to buy them. So byerin.com.au. They're great little gifts as well. And we're talking to a fair few stockists at the moment, so you'll soon be able to find them in lots of other places, which is really exciting. Erin Mullen, thanks very much uh, for your time this morning uh, on the off-season. Absolute pleasure. I really appreciate it, guys. Would you like me to talk for another 20 minutes about singlet? <laughs> <laughs> I'm available. I'll, I'll put okay, the kettle guys, on. What's you stick around? <laughs> this <laughs> is... <laughs> Now that I've, I've spoken to you, I can tell you are platinum. Uh, well, I'm very lucky to have you. <laughs> <laughs> You're on the off season, heard across the Resonate Broadcast Network.